Hello, hello everyone, and welcome yet again for Grill by Moonlight Frackles Fire, our special RPG event taking place on this channel as a, as a part of Speculate. Thank you so very much for joining us for yet another session. When last we left off, a lot of drama has occur had occurred, and now we are attempting to cool down that drama with a party, and we all know that that's actually a terrible idea, but it's still uh, I'm still looking forward to uh, all of the shenanigans that we're about to have. And I'm very glad that you get to join us for those shenanigans. A reminder, of course, that there are multiple ways that you can support this channel and the lovely stuff that we do on this channel, including supporting the Patreon. We are presently... We presently just crossed the two-digit mark in terms of actual patrons on that channel. Um, so it would be very much a boon for the content that we make on Speculate, if you were to support the Patreon and allow us to continue doing cool stuff. I am very proud of the stuff that we do already. Of course, I am very excited to share more of the world of Cloud Harbor with you. But the only way that we get to continue to do that is if we can, for instance, pay our wonderful audio editor, Rudy Basso, for the wonderful editing work that we get for the audio podcast episodes which is why I'd also like to mention a thing that you may have noticed when you got into when you got into the stream earlier there was uh in the uh image packet at the beginning of this stream I added just a little thing that you hopefully did notice but uh just in case you were not aware on November 19th on twitch.tv slash Elron, we will be doing a very cool fundraiser marathon starting at 3 p.m. E uh, Eastern Standard Time. We will be playing RPGs, including a DND one-shot starring the crew of Midwinter's Morning, our Christmas critical crafting D&D stream from last year. Uh, so if you want to see our wonderful friends Prince Justin, Triffid Emats, and our good friend and guest Sean Duke return again to join for another D&D game uh, written by the wonderful folks at uh, Critical Crafting. That's definitely going to happen. We are going to be playing Blades in the Deep. We've decided that our the strange friends were going to play Dungeons and Dragons, but instead of actually playing Dungeons and Dragons, we're just going to play a water deep heist using blades in the dark that's going to be lots of fun and our good friend uh our good strange friend Iri kusano will actually be gming that game and i'm very excited for that and also as you may have noticed in a couple of uh, over a couple of streams i've been idly talking gregory wilson into getting back into destiny <laughs> because i'm a because i'm a nerd and i'm terrible like that so we're actually going to be playing some destiny and having some idle lore conversations because I've been thinking a lot about Destiny lore lately. So that's also be going to be a lot of fun. So if you like the things that we do and would like to support us in the doing of the thing, please definitely support us during that fundraiser or before so we can make more content that you can enjoy. A reminder, obviously, that it is actually quite expensive, as you can see on this on this image right here, just to edit episodes for weekly consumption so any little bit that you can give before that stream or during that stream so we can make more content for you all would absolutely be lovely but without further ado because i've been talking for too far too long i would like you all to meet my strange friends so i'm going to interrupt them 
very rudely because obviously I'm a terrible rude person. It's just they were probably like solving one of the biggest problems of the human race, and I just decided to interrupt them so we could throw digital dice at a screen. I would like to ask each of you to please introduce yourselves to all these lovely people in chat by telling them who you are, what you do, and who you will be playing this evening. Starting with Mike. Hello, everybody. I am Michael R. Underwood, Mike Everywhere Except My Byline. I'm an author, podcaster, and game designer. You can watch me stream video games at twitch.tv slash turbotango. I am one of the co-hosts of Speculate here, along with Brandon and Arv, a.k.a. Greg, our host. And uh, as I saw on the stream earlier, Brandon has shared with you all information about our fundraiser marathon in November, which I'm very excited for. Today, I am playing Vic Sains, the Guardian, he, him pronouns for me, and they, them for Vic. Nice. Thank you. Next, Valerie. Hello, friends. I am Valerie Valdez. She, her pronouns. I'm the author of Chilling Effect, Prime Deceptions, Fault Tolerance, and the forthcoming space fantasy, Where Peace is Lost, which will be out soon-ish next year -ish. I don't know. I stream as the kids are asleep, and I will be playing Nina Lopez, the unlikely hero. Nice. Next, Yoi. Hello, hello, strange friends, Yoigo Wayne Lin, he, they pronouns, game and fiction writer. Tonight, I shall be playing, finally, Vermilion Jingwei Ruth, who is back, and also the outsider, and also having a time. And a he will time. continue having a time. <laughs> mm-hmm, this is true. And last, but definitely not least, Yori. Happy times, and friends. Kusno Yori, lifestyle guru. Author, sometimes I guess. Tabletopper, Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, duelist. Today, I they them pronounced for me, she, her, for Cat the Time Traveler. Nice. And I am your uh, humble uh, stage manager for this evening, Brandon O'Brien. Uh, pronounced he, him, or they, them. Uh, you don't need to know anything about me, because right now we are going to a party! When last we left off our uh, wonderful uh, dream nights... Ruth was still having a time, so much so that Ruth wasn't even here. We were still we were still dealing with Ruth's avatar, Ruthless, who was being very intense. But in the process of being intense, we learned that Siobhan has suffered some trauma and is probably going to continue suffering that trauma for a while. But also that perhaps the conspiracy is just fond of punishing people with reliving said trauma. And then, in the middle of that very comforting and warm discovery, Kat was invited to a party and asked to bring all of her friends. Which is weird, because the invitation came to Ruth's apartment in the middle of the night from someone who doesn't know any of them, and also came with a job offer and lots of money. None of which is particularly normal but hey money this is creepy this is sketch this is how you get human trafficked sus i imagine these are the exact words that you're telling everyone else as you're introducing them to this envelope full of cash Absolutely, in front of you yes like zoom in as cat is shouting at the group about how deeply deeply sus this is yeah the three of you now see the exact same thing that Kat has seen. Four very shiny, very ornate, like, well-crafted invitations to a gala. 
And lots of $100 bills. <laughs> Ruth, as someone who, up until a certain mission in the dream, regularly engaged in extremely illegal underground cage fighting, is used to seeing $100 bills. But usually, they're crinkled mm -hmm. and bloodstained and disgusting. I was about to ask, all of these oh. look brand oh. new. They're literally, the serial numbers follow sequentially. Cat is... Using one arm to hold on to Ruth because she's really worried that we're going to lose him again and does not want him to be replaced again. But with the other, she is riffling through the cash and she's like, these are in order. I really don't like this. They're like alphabetized. Can you do that with money like that? They're, they're alphabetized for numbers. Ruth, meanwhile, is just dragging Kat along throughout the kitchen and just, like, slamming a tea tray together and dumping it on the kitchen table because all of these people are still in his apartment and he has been trapped inside his alter ego's body watching all these people be in his apartment for days and days and days and a stranger has come to his apartment and the person he hates most in the entire world besides himself, after himself, knows where he lives and he is just very mad, and he wants to kick everybody out. But they are all here, and they are all freaking out, so I guess I'll just make everyone some fucking tea. When Kath is dragged along to the kitchen, she clamps on a little tighter and says, Are you okay? She didn't hurt you, right? You're okay? Ruth shoots a cat a kind of irritated look and says, She doesn't do anything I don't do to myself. She can see Ruth is irritated, but she has been stressed out enough by Ruthless's presence that she does not care. She goes for the hug and says, I missed you. Oh my god, I was worried. Uh, oh no, he, it's the pat pat. She how hates does, the pat pats. She has does, to do uh, the pat pats to get customers off her. Pat retreats. <laughs> Nina suddenly yelps, oh, Vic! And runs out of the room. How does Kat look right now? Does she look uncomfortable because now this has become awkward? It's more that she's worried that she is crowding Ruth too much. But she missed him and she was scared. She was worried something bad had happened to him. Ruth is, like, up to here with everything that he has to deal with. And yes, bad things have happened to him. And he would love for everyone to go away. But Kat looks very stressed and very fretful. And she's gripping an envelope full of money that she explicitly <laughs> said was creepy. So he sighs and he says, Do you need a hug? I... I need to know what we need to do to make it so that she can't do that to you again. That was bad and scary, and I don't... I don't like how she treats you. I don't like how she talks to you. I know she's supposed to be part of you, but she is being mean to my friend. Sometimes that's what has to happen to stay alive. Do you need a hug? Yes, and I also need you to know that if I hear her talking shit about you again, I'm probably going to hit her. 
uh, Ruth looks at Kat's little fleshy hands really uh-huh. dubiously. <laughs> yes, Ruth should be realizing right about now that what Kat has actually just said is, I am going to break all my knuckles. <laughs> and he just says, don't do that. She thinks you're cute. And, like, gives Kat a hug. <laughs> it's a proper hug this time. With back rubs. Oh. But they're very proper back rubs. In the way of someone who is very used to policing his own behavior around other people. So even though they're back rubs, they don't ever go down to the lower back. They just stay in the upper back. I feel like it the would be... The bag of money is sandwiched between us. <laughs> I feel like it would be unfair to not respect that this is obviously an intimate moment. So I feel like just giving you this for free, because you'll work <laughs> for that for no real reason. <laughs> I guess this is an intimate moment that's shared by Kat, because Kat was the mm-hmm. one who initiated it. Exactly. So that means that the question goes for Ruth. Do you, are you open to this intimate moment? or do you... I have grudgingly accepted the intimate moment because I have to take care of people. Okay, cool. So if I if I am remembering this correctly, that means that Cat now has to roll. The procedure. Yeah, I keep forgetting who does what. I just know that other <laughs> people have to do things. I love it so very much, but still, that's a one. Mm. Oh, I share it with you. So plus one D. All right. Yes, you do get the plus one oh. D though. Oh, thank Christ. Okay, yeah. let me and roll one more D six on top of that. A one uh, and a two! <laughs> it's it's a the Monday money. morning, folks. <laughs> it, it's the money between us. It is uh, destroying the moment with capitalism. <laughs> but that should be two social links then, which now Ruth gets to decide how they are shared. Both go to Cat. Cool. Nice. So, Vic and Nina. You have just learned that there is a, a sack of money in this room. And for invitations to a party by a, by a person that you think is evil. Nina runs into the, into the bedroom, flings open the door to the bathroom, goes, Vic, we have so much money! What? Wait, come out here! <laughs> <laughs> now Vic is confused, and it, this was already confusing. <laughs> Nina's like, look, look, and is pointing at the envelope, and it's like, it's an envelope. Did Janet try to pay you off or something? That doesn't make a lot of sense. All right, everyone no, who can actively no. answer this question is in the other room. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I've, I've dragged Vic to the, uh, back to the other room where everyone else is. And yeah, so, I, yes. I, I say this presuming that Vic has seen an envelope and, you know, bills. Mm-hmm. Yes. I take it someone will now explain everything that has just happened so Vic is also up to speed. <laughs> yes, Kat explains that the money has come from, like, a third separate person. Who knows where I live. So this is a trap. It's extremely trappy. Well, you either spring the trap and turn it on the people that would try to screw you over, or you run the hell the other way. Um, which, one, which one do we think we're going to do? You know we suck at all of those things, right? I mean, you're really good at punching. Punching was not in the list of things that you listed. Well, when you spring... Like, anyway, it's fine. It'll be great. We spring the trap, and if people try to jump us, then there can be punching. Plus, fancy outfits. Uh, 
Are we talking about thirst traps? You know I have to wear enough fancy outfits for work, right? The fancy outfits thing is not a selling point with me. Fair. But that's a Rustam Demir party. Chances that we can lift something of his and jump into his dream and get a lot of answers. Just about as high as the chances that it's a trap. He is not a thirst trap. I don't understand. Oh, there, there is a very thirsty part of social for Rustam Demir, and it makes no sense. It's, I guess it's like bootlicking is a thirst thing. It's bad. People like boots? That's gross. They get this covered conversation, in stuff? This conversation is already too much. Everyone shut up and drink three cups of tea before they say anything else. Not a word. Okay. Silent tea drinking <laughs> montage. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know... Kat does actually have one word to say, and she turns to Ruth and goes, Did you put lavender in this? So, the rest of the scene is just y'all drinking tea that is briefly <laughs> punctuated by Kat asking that question, and then we just cut to uh, later this evening. Ruth... You have Uh-oh. one more downtime action. Uh-oh. I didn't do I do anything have... yet. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Is there a thing that you had in mind for your downtime action? Yes. I would like to say that for the downtime action, it's kind of a flashback montage of mm-hmm. a bunch of little moments from after that first mission in the dream where we quote-unquote rescued dice um, up until now because Ruth had promised originally that he was going to help dice with a person called Sarah's medical care Mm -hmm. and basically so that whatever financial pressure dice had to continue working with the conspiracy in order to make sure that Sarah was okay would be relieved because Ruth would um, by working his previous medical contacts, figure out how to either greatly lessen the financial burden or remove it entirely. So I would like, as part of the downtime, uh, to make a role, basically, I don't know, summarizing how much I was able to do over all that period of time, and then basically contact DICE and demand a meetup somewhere not tonight because he's dealt with way too much already but at some point in the future mm-hmm. so in the context of that setup it feels like mechanically that is a long-term project mm-hmm. one that you've been working for a while but because we don't get to see all those other things we just need to make a clock for the additional time that needs that is required to do the thing And since you've been doing this for a while, I feel like it would be fair to assume that the clock that's left is a four clock. Okay. What is the action that you would roll for what is essentially medical care? I think because it's actually trying to get medical care in a way that's not official because the official medical care in Cloud Harbor is ridiculously expensive and very, very exploitative and Mm -hmm. the entire reason why DICE presumably got into the conspiracy in the first place. So I feel like 
it actually might be a conceal role, maybe, to illustrate the fact that whatever is happening is, is happening outside of the system or behind the scenes, if that makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. That works. So I shall roll 2d6 because I have those dots in conceal. Mm -hmm. Hope that works for me. Oh, a six and a two. Ooh, nice. Six means the clock is filled. Uh, well done. Sarah is stable. What is the nature of Sarah's medical needs as far as you can describe? You don't need to go into great detail. You just need to give me the Cliff's notes. I don't know. You made Sarah up. <laughs> <laughs> She's not my NPC. <laughs> this is true. God, medical situations are so intense for me. Um, um, when we saw her in the memory, we knew that she was in the ICU and she was likely a burn victim of some sort. Mm -hmm. And that was what we knew from that dream. Um, but that was it. Uh -huh. so, uh -huh. depending, so depending on the time lapse between then and now, it could be that it, most likely she needs physiotherapy because the implication was that there was a like pretty significant surface area of her person that was burned. So she would probably need physio and follow-ups and all that kind of thing to make sure whatever cyberpunkish skin regeneration stuff going on uh, actually turned out okay. Mm -hmm. um, I was about to say skin grafts, and I was like, wait a minute. We're in the future now. They can just grow a whole new arm if they wanted. <laughs> mm -hmm. You gave me a six. Yes. And also, because I'm a terrible stage manager, I like to make uh -oh. things weird. So, uh -oh. At some point, very briefly, during the treatment that you were undergoing, and for some several treatments prior, because of the intensity of the injuries and some other medical complications, Sarah needed to be put under anesthesia at least twice, um, including the most recent time, because that's a lot of pain that she was in. And on a regular basis, she would complain of feeling as if she is still like actively being set ablaze and that she has no idea how to mitigate the pain. As of this moment, you feel like she's relatively stable, but she's still under general anesthesia and therefore unconscious. At this moment, are you considering reaching out to Dice? If that six means that Ruth has set up some kind of ongoing follow-up treatment care through his other contacts, then yes. Because then it would be like, here's the paperwork, I'm handing it off to you, get out of my life forever. Mm -hmm. You've essentially made arrangements that regular pharmaceutical treatment a trained uh, physical therapist and some other follow-up stuff can happen under the table by some other colleagues of yours who are mm -hmm. also not, at this moment, working in a licensed medical facility. People who are trained but have lost their mm -hmm. license or let it lapse or was fired by a certain institution for actually having scruples. Mm -hmm. well, name your reasons. But all of these people are people that you can definitely trust as a result. And as you're preparing, essentially, to, like, finish the paperwork that you have in mind, you notice very idly that one of the uh, readings that an another nurse prepared for you 
during the last surgery. She just so happens to have something very peculiar in it. Uh-oh. First of all, it's peculiar because the additional equipment necessary to discern this information wasn't necessary for a routine skin graft. Somebody decided we needed to make sure, we need to make sure that after having someone who is seriously injured under anesthesia several times that we know that we didn't like accidentally cause brain damage even though that was highly unlikely given the circumstances and as a result they added a brainwave reading to Sarah's chart that indicates that for about four and a half minutes during the surgery Sarah had elevated brainwave activity out of nowhere that is indicative of either like a level of brain stimulation that is like higher than normal or very powerful REM sleep. Ruth takes one look at that and you just like Ruth was why What is the what is the thing what is the thing that you think you glean from this information? Ruthless is the one who was in control of Ruth's body when she was looking at the brainwave scans for Siobhan. So Ruth's uh, conclusion is, well, here's someone whose brain we're probably going to have to go into at some point. And I'm going to have to keep interacting with Dice, probably. And this is going to fucking suck. Well. Well. Well, since that's a concern, I guess we should speak to Dice then. No. But I already sent the text, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Dice replies to you and says that uh, he'd like to meet with you at a nearby diner. Do I know of this diner? When I say it's one of his favorite places to eat, I mean he likes to eat everywhere. But it's his favorite place to eat when he's in this area in particular, which gives you the impression that he was, like, just, like, out of the edge of your normal neighborhood on either another cage fight or some other unknown business, which I'm sure you don't care about. Um, I don't care about it. I text Vic. I text Vic. Going to do something gross. If I get into jail, leave me there. Vic responds, I think you need backup. Can I come join you? Hmm. Hmm. No, Vic, do you really want to be there if they kiss? (laughs) Do you really want to be there if they get in a fight? Vic thinks that this is probably about dice, but Ruth has also just been through it in a different (laughs) way. And Vic is very consciously thinking about how to how to be exactly the opposite of that careless version of euphony that we met. Uh, uh, Ruth texts back, no, and <laughs> leaves it at that. Although, I will leave it up to Mike slash Vic slash Deed's discretion as to whether... Whether you just show up? 
whether Vic is in fact even capable of tracing where Ruth is on his brick of a phone that can't even do MMS. Yeah, let's see. What would I roll to to track down Ruth and be like across the street with a with a newspaper while this is happening? <laughs> oh, um, you mentioned a couple uh, sessions back that uh, Vic was suspicious of Dice because of Dice's activities um, uh, yes. in the revolution. So even so, maybe you spend time trying to track down Ruth, fail, and then be like, "Wait a minute, one of them actually has a smartphone." Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Brandon, should I roll something, or am I just there? You know what? You're just there. You're just okay. there. I'm just gonna give you this. This is gonna be high drama. I, yeah. Brandon, that's disgusting. <laughs> I'm I am happy to not be in the scene uh, to any degree beyond like being in the background being mm-hmm. conspicuously unconspicuous. Mm-hmm. So like if this is an anime, there are shots where Vic is clearly in the background but not engaging. Mm-hmm. Very obviously conspicuously. Like you know uh those spy movies where it's literally just a guy in a jacket with a newspaper in front of his that's what Vic's doing right now. Very very obvious. But because they're so far away from the action, you just get to ignore whether they're there or not. So I take it then that you arrive first. In fact, yeah, give me a one die fourteen roll. Let's see yeah. how this thing goes. Let's let's. There's drama in both of these circumstances. Yeah, because I don't know where Vic is currently. Oh, it's a six. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah, it's a six. You get here first around six in the evening. No one is here. A very nice old lady asks you if you'd like some coffee or some pie. Ruth accepts tea. Okay, sugar. One cup of tea coming right up. And then she goes back to the counter. Several minutes pass, at which point you learn that this is the longest this is the longest cup of tea to ever to ever have been made. And then Dice finally arrives. Dice has with him a small gift wrapped parcel, like a rectangular shaped thing. Oh Jesus. And God, one of those there is a name for this thing that has totally escaped me now because my brain is hollow. The, uh, like, you know when you're buying a suit or getting clothes dry cleaned, the, uh, like, the wrapped hanger that that clothes come in? Uh-huh, yeah. Um, he has one of those uh, with him with um the gold emblazoned logo of uh, Howl and Sweet, which is like one of the more popular haute couture brands in Cloud Harbor. Is is this suit in Dice's size, perhaps? It doesn't look like it's in Dice's size. And Dice comes in, sits down at the table where you're sitting, like places both of them down very gingerly, on the chair to his right as he's sitting down and goes, uh, I'm sorry it, that it took so long for me to get here. I was caught up in a thing. Ruth pulls out the folder from his bag, slaps it down on the table, takes out a thumb drive, slaps it on top of that, shoves it across the table and says, Sarah's medical care has been transferred to you. It's free of charge. Here are all the contacts. Here's the 
treatment plan, here are all the follow-up people that you need to talk to, we're done. Okay, cool, thanks. Um, how much is that? How much do I have for you? Ruth just gives him the longest withering look, gets up, puts down money for his tea, and leaves. Wait, no, I still... Um, can we talk for a moment, please? He is going to the door. Dice takes your hand. It's very... It's simultaneously very soft, but very firm. Why the fuck are you touching me? I just want to talk. It's... It'll only take a couple of minutes, I swear. I know you're doing Do a I thing... Do I look like I want to talk to you? Do I ever look like I've wanted to talk to you? I mean, if we're b- being perfectly honest, you don't look like you ever like to talk to anybody. Um, which is fine. Life's a lot, but I just wanted to... Get to the point. Thank you. Are you, like, you can wait a couple of minutes to hear me say thank you for taking care of Sarah. I really appreciate that you were willing to go out of your way under the table to ensure that Sarah could get top shelf care. I know that that's very expensive and I want to pay you back for the time and effort. Just the machines alone. Just the electricity required to keep some of those machines running is highest than some people's apartment rental bills. I can pay you back for that. I'm good for the money. Ruth grits his teeth hard enough that Vic at like the far end of the diner can hear it. And he leans in and he looks up at Dice and he just forces out between his teeth. Some of us don't have a choice about doing the right thing. Are you? Am I what? Are you mad at me? Ruth punches him. Give me a two die for two roll. <laughs> I mean, you do. That's a one and a five. Where do you punch him? I mean, you have to swing particularly high up to get him in the jaw. So I just want to oh. know: is this an uppercut? Is this an uppercut or a jab? I punch him in the fucking dick. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why is this happening? This is a lot. Are you mad at me? What the fuck do you think? He he does obviously buckle forward, but he is he, it, like he seems to be obviously putting on a front about whether or not he is in pain, and he hasn't let go of your hand yet. I'm imagining I deserve that. I probably deserve that. Ruth but just is, in like, case, what did to I do? Shake his hand out off and yell, "What is your problem?" His grip on your hand is still very firm, but the rest of his arm is suddenly noodling behind your attempts to to shake him. <laughs> Ruth is just like comedically trying to yank free at this point. I'm sorry, okay? If I did something. But after the obvious thing that I did wrong, for which I am sorry, I... Oh, oh, okay, so now you apologize. Three fucking years later, you apologize, and you can't even say what it was. I... I was right about you. You are a coward. Yeah, I could tell you that. I'm not good at... Anything. Well, I am good at fighting, but that doesn't matter. I'm... I struggle to know how to be friends with people. I don't know what it means to be 
good, right? To be nice. I'm, I want to make things work and I don't know how. That's how some of these things happen. That's how a lot of Sarah happened, if I'm being honest. And I want to make it work and I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm trying. And you don't have to... You don't have to like me. But I do want you to know that I'm trying. Like right now, I am trying. Do you have any idea how exhausting it is to be surrounded by people who can only try? I can't imagine. I don't need someone who tries. I need someone who can actually do something for once. Why do you think Ruthless is my other half? I can be honest, but you don't want that, do you? What is that supposed to mean? Nothing. Weirdly big grin. Calendron. Everyone is trying, you know. It's just a lot of people are better at it than me. And I get that. And I get why that's annoying. I'm not saying that you have no right to be upset. But this is quite a lot of upset. And that's fine too. I get the impression that you need to work out some stuff. With me, even. If you want to hit me again, that's fine. Can you just let go of my fucking arm? Dice, let's go. Ruth grabs a napkin off a table and starts wiping it. Fair. I probably deserve that, too. You deserve everything. And he throws the napkin at him. And sits back down at the table with his head in his hands. I get it, okay? Like, he's leaning over the table right now. He has his hands on the back of one of the other chairs nearby this table. And he says, I get it. Really, I do. I'm annoying. I'm unfun. I'm cloying. I'm unnecessarily brutal sometimes. It's hard to tell whether I'm genuinely being good or genuinely covering up some other kind of weird, insane... Up until the last time we met, you didn't know that I was wrapped up in all of this weirdness. And then I learned... I could do something about it. I learned that I was wrong. I learned that I could fix it. I want to fix it. Wanting to fix things is why I got in with these people in the first place. And then you told me I was wrong. And I believe you. You want to know why I believe you? Because you're honest enough to hit me. There are hundreds of people in the city honest enough to hit you. There are hundreds of people in the city who hit me. What?! I get in fights with strangers in cages because they want to make money. You hit me because you want to hit me. Ruth is disgusted. <laughs> okay. Fine. That's true. You were honest enough to say the things that you wanted to say here. Unless those were lies. Were you lying? Why would I waste time lying to you? Exactly. And you want me to be upset about that. And I kind of am. But I get it. You're way too happy about everything. Everything. Everything! 
Not everything. Just you. You're happy about me? Yeah. You helped take care of someone that I care about very much. You're willing to do it for free even though I can give you a sack of money right now. And in the midst of all of that, you're still being honest with me. Yeah, and you were shit on a shovel when I was dying the one time. You're happy about that too? No. I screwed up. I know that. But you didn't have to care. You could have taken it out on Sarah. You could have taken it out on me. But you're still as mad as you are, and you did the right thing. And I want to pay that back. And I don't know how, and I want you to let me know how. Ruth makes silent strangling motions at him, gets up, walks around the diner for a bit, and then finally sits down and says, I want an apology. A proper apology. Because the proper thing for you to have done was to apologize right when everything happened. But instead you decided to go and be a dick face for three years. I know. So an apology now. That won't fix anything, but maybe it will do. Dice Calendrin looks you in the eye. And this is the first time you've ever actually maintained genuine eye contact with Dice. In gross. quite some time. Yes, it feels gross. Uh. And Dice says... I'm sorry that I did that to you. You deserved better, and I will never be able to make that up to you. But I want you to let me keep trying. Because you deserve that much. Currently in the back of Ruth's head, Ruthless is making <laughs> noises. And... And Ruth takes all of that in, and he sighs and says, So, I guess that means I have to put up with you being in my life some more, huh? I would like that. Oh, I don't even understand why you insist on this. Okay. And Dice walks away from the table where you have now decided to sit, which I assume is not the same table where you were sitting the first time. No. <laughs> and gets the box and the hanger uh, from before and rests mm -hmm. them again gently on the table where you are now sitting and goes, if you don't want to see me for a while, I get that too. But I wanted to make sure that you got these. Have a good night. What are these? And he <laughs> yells at his back. Dice keeps walking without answering the question and leaves the diner and is gone. Fine, Ruth will. I'll do the thing you want me to do. Ruth looks at the hanger and Ruth opens the parcel. Okay. In the box is a pocket watch. What? In the box is a pocket watch. And when you open the pocket watch, mind you, this like very ornate, like. Fancy gold pocket watch. Yeah, so the exact kind of thing Ruth would hate wearing, sure. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, terribly. And when you open it, the inside of the cover of the pocket watch is a very small 
very highly polished mirror. Uh, and there is a small post-it note on the mirror that just says, um, just in case, and a small like hand-drawn heart emoji. Ruth takes out his phone and texts, Calendrin, what the fuck? No reply. Um, Calendrin, what the fuck is this little heart emoji you just drew? <laughs> no reply. Calendrin. In. Calendrin. Uh, <laughs> on the hangar, because you said that you looked at that as well, is. The most expensive version of a suit that you know Dice knows you actually do like. And will probably never have the money to buy. What does it look like? It's probably... It, it looks like a plain suit, but it uses um, different textured fabrics to create like visual variation in the black. Ooh-hoo. There likely is probably some kind of brocade in there, probably some kind of, like, lace trim or ribbon trim. Yeah, and I think it would be black with a... with a red undertone to it. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I like this a lot. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. You have a thing that you can now wear for the party. Uh, Ruth, by the way, sews his own clothes. So he quickly looks at the tag... And he sees that it, fit, it would fit him perfectly. And he texts again, Calendron, what the fuck? Uh, smiley face emoji. That's all Calendron, he sends you back. Calendron, what is your goddamn fucking... <laughs> Just a whole fucking page of the absolute mm-hmm. worst curse words you can imagine. Yeah, And the camera, Problem. the camera trails off from you furiously typing on your phone out of the diner uh, window past Vic... <laughs> Who is like looking over a uh, looking over a sheet of newspaper? Like, are you okay? Should I be doing a thing now? And then back out into the moonlight as we will now pan back forward into one of the floors of the Cloud Harbor Mirador for the Dreamshine Technologies Gala. But before we get into the meat of that gala, I uh, think that this is a wonderful time for us to take just the briefest of breaks. The theme music for Speculate is Yellow Wood by Greg's band The Road. Find out more at www.thebandtheroad.com.
Hi everyone. If you've enjoyed what we've been doing here on Speculate and you've been thinking to yourself, where can I get more role-playing in my life? Can I recommend arvanelleron.com, A-R-V-A-N-E-L-E-R-O-N.com, where you can check out the Curse of Strahd podcast. This, set in the world of Ravenloft, is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition campaign, which has been running for a long time with a similar group of players, and which has been both a lot of fun and I think you will find enjoyable. If you like it, please let us know both there and over here. You can subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, and many other fine podcast providers. Thanks, and we'll see you over there.